Hello and welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. I'm your host, Daniel Lowens, and tonight I have a special guest. Anne Schuster. Anne Schuster. <laughs> and we did Salem's Lot. And the reason we did Salem's Lot is because she told me I needed to read this book. So I read the book, and then we found the movie and neither of us had watched it, so we jumped in and had a good time. Right? <laughs> yes. Super it was great fantastic. time. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that, of course, as always. Alright, so let's talk about Salem's Lot. Okay. Alright, tell us what it's... Wait, first, let me tell you what we drink, because this is bourbon and blood, and what we do is drink. So much. Yeah, we drink. (laughs) So when we started this, we did not know that this movie was three hours long. Uh Uh-uh. Uh, we should have guessed because the book's really long, 400 pages or so, something like that. So tonight we had Bloodsucker Cocktails, which is basically Bacardi O, pineapple juice, and then you splash in grenadine to make it look like blood dripping through it. It was delicious. It was really good. And I got so drunk. And we had a lot of it. <laughs> Alright, so Anne, tell us, what is Salem's Lot about? Salem's Lot is about an author who goes back to his hometown after many years away. His wife has died. He needs to come back and write a new novel. Goes back to his childhood town and discovers it's overrun by vampires. Vampires, you say? Oh. Oh, yes. Warning, there will be spoilers. If you haven't read the book or watched the movie. Miniseries, not movie. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's not a movie. It is a miniseries. It was a CBS, that was right, CBS mo- sure. miniseries, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> CBS, ABC, they're all the same. So what happens after he discovers there's vampires, and Just bad news bears. Bad news bears. Bad news bears all around. It's not good times. Bad stuff happens. There's, like, vampire stuff. And <laughs> just typical vampire <laughs> shit. Just like vampire things happening. <laughs> People. James Mason is there though. So James Mason is there. And pre-funny Fred Willard is also there, so that's really good too. So. For people who don't know, who is James Mason? James Mason is just an old-timey actor. What's he been in that we would all love? I'm going to tell you something I don't know. What? I think he was in the Lolita movie. You were so movie. excited when you saw he it. Was he was in here. Lolita, I think. Lolita? Yeah, he just, he's great. He, just his voice is the best. Darling. <laughs> darling. He does have darling. a nice voice. What are you doing, darling? Yes. He has a great voice, and I was really excited when I learned he was one of the bad guys. He was excited to be a bad guy, too, when he read this. For real, though, he was. They wrote the script, didn't they? For Like, they wanted him to be the bad guy. They were like, you're the bad guy in this movie. So he was in Lolita, but he was also in A Star is Born and 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh. Nice. <laughs> oh. With the giant... The giant squid. That's okay. what it is. The giant squid. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. He is a very handsome elderly man. But his yeah. character... Let's just jump into the nit and shitty gritty of it. Sure. Let's his character it. was Stracker? Stracker? Stra- Straker? Straker. I think it's so, 
So in this podcast, we're going, because she made me read the book, and it's one of her favorite books, we're going to compare and contrast the book to the fucking movie. Yeah. It's because way this, different, y'all. This three-hour movie <laughs> did not do the book justice, no, in my it, opinion. it did not. At all. Like, at all. So at the, all. So we love James Mason, Stracker, Straker, whatever the fuck. He was way too big of a major character. Like, he was supposed to be, like, not caring about anything, and he's just the vampire's assistant, and he dies pretty, well, mediocrely, really, like, a third of the way through the book. It's way more than a third of the way through the book. No way. You're high. You're you're high. (laughs) (laughs) It's, guys, I've read this book every year for, like, ten years. It's way more than a third of the book that he dies through. I don't agree. So here's why I don't agree. So, she sneaks into the freaking house with Mark, the little kid, Mm -hmm. and they sneak into this house, and they get busted, and Mark goes upstairs and gets tied up by Straker, and then he fucking kills Straker. And I feel like that was way before shit got real real. Nah. Because she wasn't even dead yet. You're wrong. You don't even tell me I'm wrong? I am telling you you're wrong, because I've read this book at least ten times. Fair. So, so we're going to tell you the things. Well, I'll go tell yeah, you the you things go. I did not like about this movie compared to the book. One, Ben would not, or Ben was wearing a fucking Canadian tuxedo for one. <laughs> <laughs> this was bothering me. Denim on denim, baby. Tons of denim. Secondly, Ben is creepy in the movie. Ben is kind of a dick in the movie. Ben constantly looks like he's a villain and he's not attractive in the movie. And in the book, I just kind of thought he was a standoffish, idiot, like, nerd who can got I, lucky with a girl. Can I just tell you, I have three notes consecutively. With Ben? Ben, stop being a creeper. <laughs> the age difference seems a bit gross. Between him and... And... What was her name? Sa- not Sally. Susan. Susan. And also, James Mason, why aren't you like, yo, dude quit creeping around my house because in the beginning of the movie he's just hanging around the house which is kind of weird like if there was some weird middle-aged guy hanging around my house i would be like yo get the fuck away from my house especially if it was james mason yeah but it's not james it's it's david's soul that's true hanging around my house and that's not what i want in my life right now. James Mason totally can come hang out. So in the fucking book, Ben is pretty much oblivious of vampires forever. It takes a teacher... Yeah. What's his name? Matt? But in the movie, his name is... But in the movie, it's like Jason. Yeah, which I didn't understand why they switched that. We're just gonna call him Matt, because he's better as a Matt. Matt So Matt, the teacher, convinces him that there are vampires way later in the book. Up to that point, Ben's just like in love with Susan and just not or confused about shit that's going on around town. Vampires. No, he just doesn't believe it. You gotta suspend disbelief, brah. <laughs> I'm gonna say this whole movie was way different from the book. Like so different from the book. It had parts. So different. <sighs> and I know that that happens. That just happens in movies, but feel <laughs> like they skipped out on a lot of very important parts to the book. Like what? Name them. Drop them. 
Well, like you were talking about earlier, all of the friggin' townspeople. Like, that, to me, is a very important part of the book. How all of the townspeople get taken over. Stephen King paints a very broad, beautiful picture of this town. Really this does. movie paints six people. Yeah. Six people. For real, though. And, ooh, big <laughs> issue. So in the book, I loved the doctor and the preacher, who become major key players, because the doctor, mm. the preacher, uh, Matt, Mark, and Ben are the ones basically facing off against this vampire army. Mm-hmm. They ruined the doctor and the preacher. The preacher's in it for, like, maybe ten minutes. First off, the preacher is supposed to be old like the exorcist preacher. Yeah. That's what he is and supposed an to be. Which and they dropped that story. Yeah, for real. But he is supposed to be, like, an old, like, guy battling with, like, the forces of good and evil. Like, he is going through this internal struggle in the book of right and wrong, good and evil, and you don't see that at all in the movie, and it is very important in the book. Like It's, it's, a, it's a very important part of the book, is his internal struggle that he goes through... When realizing, oh fuck, there are vampires roaming around my backyard. Let's talk about the goddamn doctor. Sure. So this doctor is a badass. He's young. He's up for trying new things. He's willing to like go and explore cadavers mm-hmm. and see like, oh, let's see what's going on with these guys. He gets bit by a fucking vampire yeah. in the book and su- or pulls the shit out of him with a syringe. Yeah. And survives He's being not bit by a vampire. Around. He is a badass. He does die kind of lamely in the book, but he survives longer than most of the townspeople. In this movie, he's in it, again, maybe 15, 20 minutes, and he gets impaled on some antlers. So fast. So fast. And the antlers weren't even in the book. Yeah, yeah. They were knives on the ground, which also were kind of silly. Can I also tell you something that wasn't in the book? Fred Willard... Um, well, I mean, like, his character was in the book as Larry Crockett, the, um, real estate guy, but I was really excited to see that Fred Willard was in this movie in a sweet-ass plaid suit. Yep. And Um, his secretary, which wasn't in the book. Fucking his secretary, who I believe is the woman who was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off and also Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. She but was I need super to, attractive. I need to check it I because she was, like, really super, like, not looking like what she looked like in those other times. She, she was very 70s. <laughs> I will say the one person, actor, character, that looked like how I pictured him when I read the book is Weasel. Yeah. Even though Weasel's scene was nothing like what it was in the book and it was very short-lived... Because the cop convinces Weasel that the writer is up to no good, and he goes and digs through his room. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all of Weasel's scene. Right, which is not at all how it was in the book. He was not married to the lady who ran the boarding house, ever. They, they weren't married. They just had a bit of a thing after her husband died. She let him stay there. But, like, no, you're right. He was... I would say that that character was probably the best true to form. So let's also say Mark Petrie, the kid. Way too old. Way too old, but had the coolest fucking room I've ever seen in my life. One of my notes. What did I say? Mark Petrie equals Danny. (laughs) Danny as a child, if I was that cool as a kid. Danny as an adult. See, in the book, 
It makes Mark look like a total dweeb. Like, glasses, getting picked down by bullies, no one likes him. Like, just yeah, a real unfortunate Yeah, but he's, like, in soul. the movie, he's, like, kind of built. Like, he's, like, he's built. As he never has to deal with a bully. He's just kind of cool. He's just like, hey, I'm, like, a cool dude who likes nerdy stuff. Fuckers. <laughs> Fuckers. I'm into horror movies. <laughs> Fuckers. Shut all you. I'll shut all you down. What else do we uh, have to talk about here? Let's discuss Strecker. Let's. I think you have a lot of opinions on this. Well, yeah, I do. Um, well, first off, James Mason as Straker. At first, I was a little confused because I don't view James Mason to be a very threatening individual. But. Good. But. His voice is awesome, and he was kind of creepy. So, like, I'm a little down. I'm a little down with him being being a bad dude. So listening to our podcast right now, you would think, oh, Straker's probably the main villain. He's killed he's a bunch not. of people. He's kidnapped children. Guess what? Barlow's the main villain. 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 He's the main <laughs> vampire who looks a lot like Nostrafratu. Just going to say it. Except for he's blue. Which was not what I was expecting. I wasn't either. He doesn't look charming at all. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against ugly, scary-looking vampires. I think they're way better than the Twilight shit. I'm just saying, I expected him to be a little bit more charming, like Bram Stoker. Which, she pointed something out to me in the movie, go ahead. And I did not know, Bram Stoker. Well, they're Barlow and Straker. Yeah. Right? They're the ones opening up the play on Bram Stoker. It blew my mind. What? 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 (laughs) I had no idea. So yeah, he's a blue version of Nostrafratu, and he's barely in it. Yeah, barely in it at all. He kills Mark's parents. I just feel like... James Mason's character was the main villain of the movie. It's supposed to be the really freaky bat. Like, that's who I was scared of when I read the book. I read the book every year, once a year. Do you have a certain time? You're excited. Around Halloween. <laughs> okay. It's always around Halloween. I always read it. He's the scary guy because he's the one that goes and, like, gets the victims and everything. Like, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And while I love James Mason, I just don't... I don't know if he was scary enough <laughs> yeah, in this very film to be, to be the bad guy. I just don't think he's convincing enough to be the bad guy. I'm going to kill you. Now you're part of the bug. I'm a priest. A priest. <laughs> Throw away the cross. Face the master. Face against face. What notes do you have? You took a whole shitload while I was getting drunk during this movie. Well, I mean, I just wrote a lot of drunk stuff. That makes me feel safe and snug. What does? Said Straker. Oh, okay. Wrote that. Teacher Matt, way too old. So is the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor. (laughs) For the doctor, I put, what the fuck? Why you old? (laughs) (laughs) If you had to make a cross right now of the 
Pick two items near you that you would make a cross out of to fight off a vampire. I don't have anything in my room. To you do have that. nothing that you can make a cross out of. I have right a ruler in there and a paintbrush. Danny's gonna die, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Are you getting mad about the tongue tongue tongs or whatever they were? Danny, I feel like I could like I could just grab your incense right there and make make a cross. Alright, boom, you survived. Okay, I live. I have two your remote dead. controls. I'm gonna just tape them up. Nothing. What's this gotta do? What are you trying to say? Nothing. I'm just saying, how would you make a cross? <laughs> the two closest objects. I thought you were mocking when Ben was making a cross and he just used the two tongue flattener things the doctor used. Well, it's a better cross than you would make, wouldn't it? Hey, fuck like. you. That's rude. <laughs> That's rude. Let's see. What other notes do I have? Oh, I said I felt like it went from... In the movie, if it went from like, oh... There's something weird going on in this town, maybe, possibly, to like, oh, it's a full-out vampire attack super fast. Granted, it's a movie, and I know you don't have the time to make the story. Do you really feel like it's a vampire attack? But... He went to, like, two houses, and he stayed up in his house. This is the thing, though. In the book, it was like a full-out vampire attack. Like, the town is gone. I know. The town's gone. They kind of hinted at that when he was driving up to Stryker's house, and there was, like, no one on the streets, and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Children toys just... Sure, I get that, but, like... No, I agree. It's so much more in the book. It's so much more. It's always better in the book. You... Like don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like in a vampire movie, if it's a town, like a oh, excuse me, <laughs> small little town, getting overrun by vampires, you need to show that. You I need agree. to show you. Sh- you need to show me that. Like show me. And they did great with the vampires in this movie, especially the kids. They actually looked pretty creepy. They floated especially in on boom mics. Especially like the fucking seventies. Yeah. There like, was smoke all around. They had cool yeah, contacts it, in their eyes. They had creepy-looking teeth. Not yes. just, like, fangs. Creepy teeth. It was teeth. very scary. For real. I was, it was very impressed with the vampires in this movie. Besides Barlow. Too. Which, Barlow was okay, but... Mm. Not what we expected. No. I know. Not not what I wanted. But... I can live with it. I can <laughs> live with it. What else you got? I don't know. Well... Hold on. Hold up. A little bum that the basement scene wasn't as gory as I wanted it oh, to yeah. be. When they killed Barlow finally? Yes! And then also, though, with Susan, who... Was there really any blood in this movie? Not really. It was made for TV, though. Yeah. I just realized there was So no maybe, blood. can we remake this movie and just have... I think we Have can. it be the right thing. Salem's Lot Part 2. No, not even Part 2, just Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Back to the street. So there's a thing I read, or my friend Wookie Will told me about. Yeah. That if you send Stephen King a screenplay for one of his books, he'll let you do it if it's good and he likes it. Like, he'll give you the rights. So let's just start writing Salem's Lot. (laughs) Clear. That's obvious that that's what he does. (laughs) Clearly, anyone can make a Stephen <laughs> anyone King movie. Anyone can just make a Stephen King movie. But no, let's do that. <laughs> I'm down. Are you curious if your basement is home to a vampire? This is how you know. Tell me. Do you have weird taxidermied animals in your basement? I don't yet. Maybe some antlers? Not yet? Okay.
Okay, so far you're safe. Are there a lot of empty boxes? Wood boxes. A lot of wooden boxes in this movie in the basement. <laughs> Do you also have a middle-aged man and a teenage boy in your basement <laughs> ready to kill vampires? Yes, I do. Then I would say that your basement is probably a prime spot for possible vampire activity. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. There are vampires roaming around my backyard. But not 100%. Might want to check that out. You might want to get that checked out. Preferably I like my eyes. I'm not here. I like my eyes. Because I don't want to be involved in that. It's because I don't have any taxidermy in my basement. I feel pretty safe. I feel like we just did an advertisement for, like, vampire hunting. (laughs) (laughs) The last one I wrote on my page is just Vampire Baby in giant letters. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Underlined and with lots of exclamation marks. So this movie ended totally different than the book. not how the book ended. So they go to somewhere in Mexico. Guatemala. Guatemala. They go into a little shed. They know that there's another vampire around because their little holy water was glowing. Their holy water was glowing. <laughs> Which is like the only time they really used holy water in the whole movie is during the Guatemala scenes. Right. But anyways, and then they go into another little shed, and oh, there's Susan, who in the book they kill way earlier and makes Ben all kind of mopey. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> a lot of alcohol. <laughs> But then Susan's laying there with a baby bump, and not just a baby bump, like, uh, hey, like I'm she's almost... full out, like, ready to get I'm dilated. Soon. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about this, Ben. Hey, Ben. But no, she's got all vampire eye teeth, and Ben's, like, going in for the kiss, and just stab, and nothing about the belly. Nothing. Nothing. They could have had a vampire baby come out of the belly. He could have walked out with a baby like he's saving some half-breed. Nothing. I know. It was really kind of a weird twist of events. Um, I would like to know what could have happened with that baby. It's a vampire baby. Like, that little vampire baby in kindergarten. He would have been adorable. Like, during nap time. <laughs> he would have been... Going around, like... <laughs> <laughs> Trying he's to, like, standing outside the, the kindergarten. He's like, <laughs> and scratch, scratch on the window. <laughs> he's like, floats in. <laughs> Nap time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what was. What's your favorite mm. vampire movie? Lost Boys. Excellent choice. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that much of a nail in the coffin. That was a good one. Oh. I have no other comment to say. You won. Good yeah. job. Yeah, thanks. I know I won, because <laughs> there's no other vampire movie. Ever. That's there's no other vampire movie. As good as Lost Boys. What's your favorite vampire movie? Oh, I don't know now. Other than Lost wrench. Boys. I really like 30 Days of Night. Oh, okay. Those vampires are fucking that scary. That does freak me the fuck out. They're scary. I, That's the honestly, idea. Honestly, I am not... Like, I love getting scared. I love being scared. I love going to bed after watching a scary movie. Love it. I I have had to sleep with my light on after two movies. One of them was 30 Days of Night. I had What's to have... What's the other one? Uh, paranormal activity. Nice, nice. It freaked me out so bad I, also I had love, to put my light on. I also love Bella Lugosi's classic Dracula, but that's not really scary. It's just like cool. Well, it's just like a classic. Yeah. 
No, but I was like legit scared after 30 minutes of <laughs> night because those vampires were terrifying. They Josh don't need to be invited in. Mustache. They can, yeah, that, that is, was terrifying. That's scary. That All is around scary. Though, that movie was good. <laughs> I also read the comics afterwards that I have. They're creepy too. Mm-hmm. It's just good. No, it just freaks me out that a vampire doesn't have to be invited into your house because I'm pretty antisocial, so I'll just be like, oh, you're at my door wanting to come in. No, you can't come inside. I'm not even going to go near the door. Bye. But these vampires in 30 Days of Night will just, just you down. like crash in your windows. Like, they don't care. They don't care. They don't they care send, if you want like, them in there or not. They'd send your kids out in the streets all whimpering so you mm-hmm. go out to get them and they just come down and snatch. Yeah, it's not good times. It no, it's not. bad news bear. So, I don't want to move to Alaska. Ever. I don't. Before seeing that movie, I didn't want to move to Alaska. Well, I've never wanted to. I don't to like Alaska. the cold that much. <laughs> I mean, we live in Michigan, but I don't like the cold that much. <laughs> So at this point in the podcast, I'll ask you, what are you afraid of? Middle-aged white men. They're terrifying. Those are always the ones that kill people. Middle-aged white men, girls, don't, like, just, <laughs> seriously, just like, be that. terrified of them. That's what I'm scared of. Middle-aged white men. Middle-aged white men. Is there something we need to look for? Telltales? Or signs? Just creepy middle-aged white men. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, just... Weird middle-aged white men. I don't like them. I also don't like Oompa Loompas from the original Willy Wonka. I don't like butterflies. Is it the songs or their shoes? Just or their size? them. Okay, fair Just enough. Just them. I've had nightmares of them chopping up my family. Like that's terrifying. Murderous. Like I'm surprised no one's ever made like a horror movie about the Oompa Loompas. Maybe we should. Oompa, loompa, oompity, kill. Mm-mm. Stab, 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 stab. That's not funny. This is a thrill. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, so let's move on to the rating phase of our but podcast. Wait, what? What are you scared of? I don't know. I have to do this every podcast, so I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you in our leisurely time. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, we're going to rate the movie, and then we're going to rate the book. Okay. Because... Totally different scenarios. How here. many stars? One out of ten. Ten being the best. One out of ten. First movie. For the movie? Mmm. I would say movie would get like four. Four stars. That's fair. That's fair. I would say four stars. What do you think? I was thinking three to four stars yeah, also I because think I think the book was so good. The book was so like good. we would have watched this movie first, but no, I enjoyed the book way more. See, that's so, why it's always better to read the book first. What about the book? The book? Oh, to me, the book gets like eight stars. That's it. Nine. I mean, eight. I don't want to ruin your like time. an eight. I would say eight. Okay, eight, eight and a half. See, mine, mine's an 8, too, and I felt like you would be a 10 because you're the one that, like, reads this every year and told right. me to read it. It's a necessary read. I do love it. I read it. I love it. I think it is great. Like, I understand Stephen King. Everyone makes fun of him because he's Stephen King. Yeah, he's super cool. His books... Seems like a real nice guy. Really put together. books are, like, super cheesy. Most of them do have a lot of cheese in them. Like, the dialogue is ridiculous. It's not how people talk and interact with each other. But, 
is scary. Like, his vampires are scary. I read Twilight because my friend, Sarah, said, Hey, Anne, read Twilight. It's pretty good. So I read Twilight and then threw it in her face when I was done with it two hours later because it's the worst book I've ever read in my life, written for a five-year-old. And Sorry, any Twilight fans that are listening to this. Sorry, Twilight (laughs) fans. It's shit. Shit. Sorry. Straight up shit. Like... Salem's Lot is so good, and I would love to see, I would love to see a Salem's Lot versus Lost Boys versus Twilight, just mega well, battle. Just bad. Just make it Twilight, or not Twilight. Mega just leave Twilight out of that. But I can't it's old want, news. But I want to see them all get killed. How about, like, Edward's in it for five seconds before he gets slaughtered? But then he gets killed. Yeah. Can someone kill him? Yeah. Like, oh, so brutally. So brutally. Please, God. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being on the podcast, Anne. You've been quite the guest. And thank you for bringing this movie to my, or book to my attention, not movie. The book was amazing. Book I really enjoyed it. The movie was me. Well, it was made in the 70s. It was three hours long. Let me tell you, when you have a podcast where you drink during a movie and then drink during a podcast the same time, like, three hours is a long time to be drinking before you start podcasting. We had to take a small break and eat pizza. It was really good pizza. Yeah, but then we jumped back into drinking. So don't worry, we're still sticking true. Oh, I'm drunk. Oh yeah, I'm drunk too. In case anyone is worrying. But you can always find me at EctoCoolerGhost on Instagram. Would you like to plug anything or do you not want to be found? I'm good, thanks. That's (laughs) alright. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast on their Life Productions website. You can pick it up on iTunes or any other podcasting app normally. Also listen to LARPers Lounge featuring Oki and Nerdlife Roundtable featuring Oki, me, and Josh. Thank you for listening and have a terrifying night. <laughs> 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 Way to go, Stephen King. Yeah. Like, nailing it. I said, one of my notes, Stephen King, where is it? <clears throat> Stephen King must be old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>